When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, okay. Wait, you've not given me a brief. I don't <laughs> even know why I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon Carr. Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Cover Podcast with your hosts, Lucy Halden. Megan Davis. There we go. There we <laughs> go. I said to Ben the other day, I was like, we've never been introduced as Lucy Halden and Megan Davis. Ever. No. He said it the other wow. week and I thought, Traitor. ooh. That yeah. was actually really sad. Yeah. yeah. On Even Davis at Everest, sisters. she was a Davis. Well, she on everything. This is what I mean. Yeah. I, on all the bags. And on my yeah. cake. Yeah. yeah she but, was just Lucy Davis. No, but because they were basing it off of my Instagram, weren't they? That's oh, how they God. found the well, cake Well, no, I think thing. it was your passport that you didn't change. But yeah. also... I've said loads of times. Yeah, yeah, because I'd already booked pre-wedding the visas. It was the visa thing I was quite stressed about. But Is I, it um, legal to do that? I don't know. You're kind of in limbo at the moment, aren't well, now you? now I've just put it out to the world, yeah. so we'll That's see. quite illegal, I think. No, it's not. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That is fine. Thank you. I think your class is a... Cow's Googling like this. Yeah. class is like an illegal immigrant. No, I'm not bad. Potentially, just saying... No, no. I actually, it is, it is fine now, but I couldn't do it pretty much. Imagine if I, I sent it off and then it took like eight months to come back. And we'll then it was me and you. Going up yeah, Everest. Ben wouldn't, I don't know if you would have liked oh, it. Oh, I would, I would be like a Sherpa. No, I think you'd be fine. <laughs> I just don't know if you would have like liked it, some of the elements. That's why I didn't go. Yeah, we yeah. did. Anyway, we'll just completely And that's why not. I don't swim as well, because I don't like swimming. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's gym. Okay. It's like gym. That's it. I did, we had this question last week. What do you think an alien looking down on your life would think of your life? An alien? An alien's looking down, you're looking at your day to day. Can't it can't hear anything that you're saying. It can only see what you do. Can't think it can't be in your head, doesn't know your opinions, doesn't know what you're thinking, doesn't know what you're saying, just sees what you do day to day. God. Um probably think my life's pretty boring. <laughs> I that's the first thing I said. I said they would just think why is why, just why in the gym all the time? Yeah. These metal bars around. Why 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 is she getting up so early? Surely she should just be asleep. I said boring. I said that I thought they think I was fun, but I said I think they look at my life think... and think that it was boring. I don't think boring. that aliens know what the concept of fun is either. No. no. That, it's also a big thing. Are they just looking down at the whole planet being like, yeah. what are they all doing? But they're just watching you. Because whose life would you look at and think it was fun? Like you yeah, now, yeah. if you thought, if you had to, if you were the alien, whose life would you watch and be like, that looks fun? People on holiday, I would be like, yeah. that looks... Everest, actually. Everest, that, that looks, looks fun. Oh, but also probably quite torturous. Yeah, it's like mm. one of those psychos doing like hell and 
Why are they yeah. trying to get to the highest point on earth? Do they want to escape? What are they doing? Are yeah. they trying to get to us? Yeah. 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 Are they trying to attack us? Shoot air. They're, or they're probably thinking there's a way easier way to do this. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a helicopter. I can, I can see up, it. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting question. Yeah. Why are they throwing things around and looking at screens? I'll be yeah. mine. Screens would probably be screens be is a, a screens thing. is a thing that we will we really end. there was some days <laughs> when obviously we didn't know the the Wi Fi situation. Okay, we're getting, we're getting into separate stuff. No, but let me just finish okay. the. We didn't we didn't know every day there's going to be Wi Fi. As you got closer up, the Wi Fi got quite expensive, and obviously we could have paid for it, but there were some days where you were so. Some places it wasn't very good either. So there's yeah, like no point. It wasn't it. very good. But sometimes you you genuinely just didn't want you just wanted to sit. You didn't you didn't even want your phone, you just wanted to sit. I think and not I have... think some people want that though, but can't can't do it. So being forced to do it is actually quite a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's easy to not be on your phone out there. Yeah. And it's very easy to be in bad habits back here. Just to, yeah. to easy pick it up and be accessible. So I think being forced to it's good. Anyway, this week's podcast we're going to be speaking about Everest Base Camp. Welcome back, ladies. And I'm at Avalon Base Camp. Okay. Do you know what's really sad though? Because everyone's like Everest Base Camp and I'm thinking That wasn't the best. It bit. wasn't the best bit. I'm at Avalon. I don't give a shit about the other one though. But exactly. But they should. But they should. And Kalapatar. <laughs> I can't even talk about that yet. Okay, straight in. I'm not what, mentally what, recovered. What was, the, what was the hardest part of the trip? That. What? Calipatar. No, 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 no. It, it was. No. no Explain to me what Calipatar is. I know that's the hardest part of the trip. It's optional, for one. And and secondly, I don't mean what was the physically hard, like the hardest thing. Yeah, that's thing. what I was just I about mean, to in say. general, what did you find being out in a different culture, a different environment, different temperatures? What was the hardest thing in totality? <laughs> There was one night that overall the hardest thing for me was the cold, the the food, and then you hated go, going to sleep. Going to bed at night was the worst part of the whole day. Why going yeah. to bed at night? Going to bed at night because you knew you weren't going to get a good sleep. Like my headaches were always worse in the night. That like what would wake me up in the night would be either Lucy if she was having a mental breakdown or <laughs> which was only one enough. night. That's what I do. There's the one night in particular which we can't talk about. <laughs> um, no, so either the... Yeah, you'd go to bed knowing that you would definitely... The thing that would wake me up would either be because I was so cold or my headache was that bad that it it's like the pain has woke me up. From what altitude? From altitude and then I think... Yeah. I don't think I was staying hydrated enough. You're not eating right. I think you're just, because you are so cold at night, as soon as your Nelgene cools down. What's Nelgene? So, so the water bottles that we had, which was actually probably the best thing. We only started doing that at Amadablam as well. Yeah. So those Nelgene water bottles that a lot of people have now, I didn't realise, you can fill those with boiling water and they will stay warm like hot water bottle. Mm-hmm. So what you would do is as well, because... There wasn't, um, you could get bottled water pretty much the whole way up, which was great. But then also what you would do is you would fill your two nail jeans up with boiling water at night, one by in your sleeping bag by your toes to keep your toes warm. One, you would cradle, absolutely cradle it like a little baby. And then when you wake up in the morning, they're cold so you can drink them because it's purified water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they would cool down at about 3 a.m. I would and usually know, wake, wake up, up really? and you'd try and find it and you wouldn't be able to find it because it was just a cold, cold. bottle in your bed. Could, um, you, could you hear anything outside at night or not? 
avalanches. Could you? Only, Only near the top. Gorosh app. Yeah. You could hear what? avalanches. Really? Like, <sighs> The, the warning. <laughs> what avalanche <laughs> ever sounds like? like it sounds like growling, doesn't it? It sounds like growling, R- rumbling. One shook the whole place, though, yeah. in the night in Gorishep. Yeah. yeah. How, fre- how frequent were they? Constant. So where we where Gorishep yeah. is, you're a three hour walk from Everest Base Camp. At Everest Base Camp, you've got the Kumbu Icefall, which is moving every single day. So like round that whole area, you've got like avalanches. Thingy. It was even nupsy, wasn't it, where we saw an avalanche? Yeah. So they're, con- they're, they're just constant going off moving. Everywhere. Really? What mm. causes that? Glaciers moving. It, the thing that the thing that shocked me is the how many we heard at night, though, compared mm. to in the day. Because in from my knowledge, and this might be completely wrong, so please, no one quote me. People summit mountains. They will set off at like one a.m. because that is when the mountain is most stable because the snow is like concrete. So there's less chance of avalanches. But when we were going up Mm. to Calabatar at like 4am, you think everything's still going to be pretty solid. That's when I heard the most avalanches and at night, but then we only saw one in the day. But maybe there's just other things you're hearing and you can't can't see them. You've got different stimulus, haven't you? Probably just attracting your attention. The the sleeping thing, I think... (laughs) So... We had a lovely group of people. Yeah. We went with Elite Expert because obviously a lot of people have asked that. Me and Meg did a Tell slightly... Tell Elite Expert is because people won't know what it is. So Elite Expert is a company founded by Nims Dai, who was the guy from 14 Peaks. Mingma David Sherpa. Mingma David. <laughs> um, and Mingma Tenzing. And they're the three founders of Elite Expert and... Oh, there's three of them that own it, is it? Yeah. Okay. Three directors. Yeah, three directors. So Nims... Probably definitely the most well known from 14 Peaks. Um, David is has the world record for the most summits of K2. He's, he's also six he's also in 14 Peaks. Yeah, he's also in 14 Peaks. K2, the ones in Japan or China? No, it's I think it's just on the border of Tibet. No, Nepal. It's, it is China. Pakistan. Yeah, Pakistan. It's the most dangerous mountain to climb because it has the bottleneck and the. I thought the most dangerous that uh, one that begins with an A. Annapura. Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty they're dangerous. They're all pretty dangerous. <laughs> but I think Annapura and K2, like K2 has the most <clears throat> fatalities, I think, with Annapura. But Everest is the hardest to climb. No, Everest is just the highest. Nims was saying on the Rogan podcast it was the hardest. It's a lie, that. <laughs> how is the man who climbed think, the most But it's, not, it's actually not. K2 is the deadliest mountain. Does it mean it's the hardest, though? Because it's the deadliest. I don't think Everest is the hardest. I don't, well, I mean, I don't know. We don't know, I, we can't say. No, but I think it opinion, probably it? depends as well... People that summit these 8,000 metre peaks, uh, mm. I bet every single experience is so different because there's so many variables, like the weather. They could do Everest on an amazing day, clear sky, yeah. and it's like, sli- it's not ever going to be easy, but it might be slightly easier. And then they could get K2 on horrendous weather, cloudy, mm. windy. Like, you, I think it just depends on the on mm-hmm. the day and the yeah we overheard actually didn't we a woman in namche who had summited Ed- everest and she someone else was asking her about summiting and he was like to her oh would you ever do it again and she just went no and he was like oh like 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 why she was like i had perfect weather there was no injuries. My whole team made it up and back down. It was like the smoothest run I ever could have asked for. So why yeah. would I risk going up again when everything was so perfect? She was like, when we got to the top, there was like no clouds, views were perfect. And she's like, 
that is so rare that you get all those things. And I, she was like, I was so lucky to get that. So I'm not going to risk going you up there again. You want to experience yeah, yeah, exactly. And ruin it with like another, because not everyone goes up and summits and gets that experience. Mm. So. And then yeah. just Tenzing as well. He's like a monster of the mountain, isn't he? He yeah. fixed K2 ropes by himself. As what in K2 winter. So you have ropes up all these 8,000 meter peaks. The Sherpas that had you... basically had to create the lines to go up to make go sure up. all the other teams. You hook yourself I on. Heard, I heard Mim speaking about that in terms of the, the death rates went down for, what's that mountain called? K2. The, no. Annapura. Yeah. Because it was like, at the moment, it's one in three people die who try and something. Yeah, but it used to be higher, but since they put the lines in, the completion rate of it's been higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tenzing did that, but he fixed the ropes by himself on K2 because you've got the bottleneck and you've basically got a glacier above it. And in 2008, 11 people died on K2. It was the worst mountaineering thing in history because the ice fall just like slit the ropes. So he fixed the ropes on K2. So those three... Single-handedly. Single-handedly, which is... People don't even do that by themselves. It's yeah. absolutely <laughs> insane. So those three people are the directors of Elite. And that's who we... We went with their company. Obviously, we went with the guides, the sheriffs, the porters, which we're going to get into later. Elite started, though, didn't it? So obviously from 14 Peaks, they... Obviously, 14 Peaks was this big project that they wanted to do. And those three started Elite... Um, to basically fund the originally fund the 14 peaks project mm-hmm. so like in the in the start of 14 peaks you can see that they're leading a few western climbers so that was like one of their first teams like taking it up so elite actually did start before 14 mm-hmm. peaks it wasn't 14 yeah, peaks yeah. has done so well now we've started elite exped like they were doing that originally to fund the whole project and obviously they got funding from and elsewhere and and it grew on social media and stuff so they got the funding mm. but um, they still struggle yeah. to fund it at the start, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's absolute mil- We don't know what it. We were trying to work out like what it would be to summit the fourteen peaks. He's talked about it on Rogan. It costs millions, a, a few million. Yeah, because we were thinking people who do it, people go and do the fourteen peaks, and it's just you got to be a millionaire. That or you've yeah, got to have sponsored. be sponsored by. Yeah, but God knows who's sponsoring that. The Beach elite, Mountain could be sponsored by yeah, someone different yeah. again. I don't know, but... The Elite Expert team, um, so we we had eight people in our group, but me and Meg did a slightly different trek. So the first half of our trek was actually different to the other five people in our group because we did Amadablan Base Camp. And we essentially jumped from 3,400 to 4,700 metres of altitude in a day. And I think that was the hardest part. 100% sleeping, Sleeping, when you're in a sleeping bag, you're supposed to just sleep in like a t-shirt. As in, your sleeping bag is supposed to keep you warm enough and insulate you and make you feel fine. They were the rules we'd followed the whole way up until Amadabland Base Camp. It was like, <laughs> so we had that intention of going to sleep in our like, we're like, we need to sleep in thermals mm-hmm. so we're not, you know, so the we get the full benefit. We did, the first night we were up there, we followed what we thought that we were just in leggings, a t-shirt, we nearly died. We nearly, really? we literally, it was like minus 15. Our sleeping bags had frost on. This isn't even bad compared to obviously people who summit, but me and yeah. Meg were in shock. Yeah. As in, we didn't sleep. My headaches were so bad that I yeah. thought I was going to die. I was like, you're going to have to like get someone because my head is going to fall. I, I was in, I was in agony. I did start to yeah, panic. And when by you the way, like, people who need any reference point, like Lucy Davis no, in, no. in a nice bath is, is one no. thing. So. Agony, as in, I could not put my head on the pillow 
And it was just, we didn't have the nalgene. It was the whole thing was, that first night was awful. I took a migraine tablet. Oh, best thing ever. You don't, we didn't really, we didn't want to be taking. I've never had headaches like that before in my whole life. You can't it describe different... it. Yeah. And that was the night of my birthday. It was an unforgettable experience. <laughs> but then the next night we slept in thermals, down pants, everything, buffs, hats, Sometimes it's because starting off like with something really harder because then if things do get better, it's like, yeah. oh, wow, this is... Well, we went we went back down, joined the group, and then obviously the tea houses are supposed to get worse. We were in a luxury. We couldn't we believe. We couldn't believe like, the tea houses were so... They wow. weren't, but they were for us. Yeah. <laughs> they were not. It was sleeping at Amadabland Base Camp and just being up there was the best. It was a fun one for me and Meg to be able to do that. But That's what, not there anymore. Why, why did you finish it quicker? Because you came back like a couple of days earlier, didn't you? You had to come pick you up from the airport. I think we just... Uh, well, we it, just... We basically... <laughs> no, we basically... We didn't... It wasn't that we did it quicker. So basically, <clears throat> obviously part of our itinerary, itinerary was meant to be, you're going to do Everest Base Camp and then... You're going to, after Everest Base Camp, you're then going to go and do Amadablin Base Camp after it. So that would take another four, five days to go and do that. But basically, we ended up doing Amadablin at the start. Very soon. Yeah, basically as soon as you got up there because the Elite Exped group of people that were there for the season to summit Amadablin we're about to go up and summit. So basically, as soon as they go, as soon as the team summits and comes back down, that base camp is going, they're packing yeah, it nothing. all down, really? it's gone. So by the time we actually finished Everest Base Camp, Amadablin was being packed down. So we were actually, there would have been no base yeah, camp yeah. for us to visit. So that's why we did it at the start. So when we were actually at base camp, they were at camp two ready. Yeah. The night that we were then leaving the next day, they were all up at like 2 a.m., Go, going for summit push so like they were all up the mountain we didn't actually see them because then we'd left no, and then yeah. they'd come down the day later but then literally everyone packs it up all systems go there'll be nothing there now like so, everything you know all the pictures yeah yeah there'll gone. be nothing there so what it was like at everest base camp when we got there just rocks and ice that is what Amadablan would look like yeah. no, which you can't really picture because it was so well put up the coffee they're like machine. Little, they're, honestly, it's like a little community in little villages, Tents. like all these different expedition teams that have made these little elite experts. Again, is ten out of ten. Yeah, it's, it's like, pretty fucking. The co they had a real coffee machine up yeah. there. Meg will have a picture of it somewhere that she can show. Like a full on go into a, a coffee shop in Manchester yeah. coffee machine that a porter they really or a yak try and make up. things as comfortable as possible for you up there. Yeah, we had a little, yeah, little I, shower like, room. I imagine how hard it was for people who used to go and do it. 50 can't years ago whenever that. it was the first people were, were can't imagine then so it must have been so much harder rough but yeah. even like they, they used to do it without oxygen as well yeah yeah well people which, started doing that again though haven't they yeah because it's the what do they call it's like the proper way they say don't they yeah hybrid they call it when you use oxygen Oh, okay. Hybrid I, we, climbing. We would be that. <laughs> I would 100%. never not do Hybrid it without Hybrid. <laughs> Hybrid did, did anyone get injured or hospitalised or any really bad illnesses when you were on? There was only three <laughs> of us on the last day out Why? of eight of us. Three or eight left. Yeah. On the very last day, yeah. Everyone, everyone made it to Everest Base Camp, mm -hmm. which I think mean. is important to know because it, it was harder, I think, than you, you than you actually expect it is hiking but it's not it's like hiking as in i said to lucy going up I, on one one of the days i was like 
I actually, standing here right now, I've never hiked before in my life. If this is hiking, I've never hiked before in my life. I've just been on some nice leisurely walks, walks. with a slight incline. Yeah. Never, was, this was... I've never hiked before because this is hiking. It was like it was, It's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a completely with, with different you, thing. Yeah, with your rucksack as well, which is yeah. some, oh. days, some days we really just fucked up and just our rucksacks were too heavy because we didn't... Sometimes in the morning... It was the it was the day, Megan, <laughs> coming down from Abadablan Base Camp, which is like we had like a six hour day because we had to catch up to the other group. Team. We we ran. Down. We literally ran down. But mistake. Mingma had we Mingma was our porter. Yeah. Shout out Mingma. Shout out Mingma for now. <laughs> oh, we had to pack our bags really early that morning. So in the tents at Abadablan pack them and we packed them like we don't know what we did. On we were no, like, it was our rucksacks are so heavy. He was setting off at seven a.m. and we were only setting off at nine. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh, I'm waking up. I still want to brush my teeth, wash yeah. my face. So my toiletry bags, like all those things that would usually have gone with Mingma in my big bag, I kept with me and was like, I'll just put them in my rucksack. Like, no, worst decision ever. Worst decision. We were. We, I was in agony. It made such a difference. And then for the rest of the time, I was literally like, I'm so sorry, Mingma, but you are getting everything in yeah, this Yeah, because he was like, <laughs> oh, he was like, the bags Load are light today. Yeah, we were like, that is the yeah, only day they will be that. <laughs> they're not light though. They're like, what was he they're maybe 15, carrying? 50, 30 kilos. Two bags of 15, 15 yeah. kilos. You want your bag, to, they say, to be between like, they say 15 to 20, but I don't even think you can fill those bags enough no. to make them 20 kg. Yeah. Unless you literally just put water bottles and How big snacks. are these guys that are carrying the sacks of <gasps> Sherpas? Should I show you Mingma? Ming oh. Mingma is literally We're saying Mingma a lot, by the way, because we've got an emotional attachment. To yeah. Mingma. We he he was absolutely unreal. He same size as me and Lucy, if not slightly smaller. Fucking hell, he's tiny. He's smaller. Isn't he? And he carried two like fifteen to twenty yeah. kilo bags. <laughs> he's like a <laughs> they're like mini bulldozers, aren't they? But in children's bodies just carry it's, carrying these things. Well up, that's up like there. you can see people carrying yeah, that is insane. The amount of stuff. Well, Carl put a video up of the, the amount yeah, of the carrying of these bridges. They is, can is carry he, is up he, to. Is he summited as well? Say that again. Is he summited as well? Or does he not so, do summits? So he, um, in 2016, he was saying that he did Everest Camp 3 like 20 times there and back to Camp 3. Don't know whether he's summited. I don't, but he basically was taking oxygen. Just repeat oxygen really? up and and if anyone's watched or hasn't, have you watched Sherpa on Netflix? I watched that the no, other night. Not um, that explains it really well and basically how the Sherpas are going through like the ice fall and going to Camp One, Camp Two, Camp Three, way more, putting their lives at risk, way more to get all the supplies from base camp up to all these camps. Um, to make it comfortable for all the people like the Western climbers or wherever the climbers are coming from. Um, so they can then push for summit, but like camp three even is like the, the altitude will be, it'll be for, I don't know what it is for Everest, but I think it's still at least 8,000 meters. Like yeah. Sherpas can still get altitude sickness up there. Like, no, they're, they're a lot more accustomed to it mm. and find it easier to breathe at altitude. But that altitude, no one's meant to live at. No one's meant to be it's called able a death to, zone. No one's meant yeah, to so be. Yeah, so explain what the death zone is. Anything above eight thousand meters is considered the death zone, which is basically was what Meg said. You can't, you shouldn't be up there for long periods of time, which is why people would do like camp one to camp two, come back to camp one, 
camp three, go back to camp two, Climatize, camp two, three, summit. You, you're not people who... Some people will go and acclimatise on mountains which are smaller as well. So like they'll go, they'll be, do, they'll be doing Everest, but they'll go to like, La Ho- is it La Hoste? It's like 6,000 yeah. something. They'll stay up at 6,000 metres for a couple of days and then come back because they don't want people to go up through the icefall because it's so dangerous, like as little as possible mm-hmm. because they'd rather just go and do it on a safer mm-hmm. mountain. Whereas the Sherpas are having to go up and down the icefall like 20, 30 times to go and take all the equipment that the climbers need to go and summit. The Cumber Icefall is from base camp to camp one. So what we could see, that's where I think most people and Sherpas will will die because the they're, they're crossing the ladders. I don't know why when you say Icefall, I can just imagine... Lord of the Rings scene where they're all shuffling along the edge of the mountain. Just Probably not even that far off. That's what the bottleneck looks like on K2. Really? That is, it's like they're shuffling on the rope next to a thin bit of ice with the the thing above them that could go down at any point. I just, terrifying. I, it's just like I I thought like we've obviously we've obviously ski mountaineered in the past and stuff in the Alps and like when I watched like <laughs> when I watched Fourteen Peaks, I was like I thought I understood it. I thought I got what these mountains were like, but then going and seeing them, I have a whole new admiration for these people that do 8,000 meters. For the Sherpas, everyone, all these camps, I'm just like, it is it is insane. I think it's so easy to sit and watch at home though and say, oh, that, yeah. I, I could do that. I think it's like, yeah. oh, anything until you're about to experience something you, uh, you don't understand. Do you think you'd ever want to try and summit? It, as in Everest. Yeah. N- not Everest, but we have a... We have two others. Everest just doesn't appeal to me. Why? It's cool. It's just a. I th- I th- one. It's it's sixty grand. <laughs> Let's put that out there. It's sixty thousand. The six thousand dollars to summit Everest. Yeah. Sometimes more. Sometimes more. That is a that is a lot of Ungodly money. Ungodly amount of money. It's yeah. an insane amount of money, and obviously you could die, which you know going into these anyway, you could die doing most things. I, in I the was about to say this because you, I thought it was so dangerous to Everest, but. It says, I th- from what I was looking at, it's only 1% of people that is it. not, not But then I suppose the there's not tons of people doing it, so those numbers might still be high for the amount of people who are the actually trying yeah. to do it. Yeah. There's 300 <clears throat> deaths on Everest. Per year. Been th- no, 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 ever. 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 Yeah, I think that's since 1922, which, is it? Which, yeah, isn't classed as high. It's like 1% or it's very low percentage, whereas Annapur is a and 32%. It's got, a lot, it's got yeah. a lot safer because it's so popular. The reason that Everest just doesn't appeal to me is because I think it's so busy when you go and do it. And then to me, the thought of summiting a mountain, like, again, when we've done stuff in the Alps, it's like the quietness, how almost, like, raw it feels to just be, like, practically on your own doing these summits and obviously if you do eight thousand peaks there's always going to be people up there there's going to be mm. a little bit of stuff Something. going on but i just don't it just doesn't feel i'm not bothered about just getting to the top of the world and getting to the top of everest it's like everything else that comes with it and it just doesn't appeal to me in the same way other mountains in the himalayas do yeah. i think that's the thing with most most of the like the nice beautiful spaces that are on earth mm. is that they're becoming overpopulated even with yeah. even with cities like Venice and Santorini and you go to places like that and it just feels like you're amongst ants just yeah. scuttered everywhere. And it, it's also everyone everyone knows what Everest is, which is why I think a lot of people want to do it. And obviously it's the highest, which is amazing. It's the top of the earth, yeah. Yeah. You've which makes a lot of sense why people do it. 
but the thought of queuing yeah. to summit, mm. which one is really risky just to be waiting for hours. You see everyone's in the pictures in the cold queuing, whereas there's a couple of mountains. There's one called Makalu and Manasalu, which nobody probably will have heard of, but they're two 8,000 peaks in Nepal. They're probably what... Are they quite a bit look, cheaper to do as well? They would be because they'd be maybe 12 to 15 grand. Yeah. Amadablan was $15,000, for example, but that's a 6,000 metre peak. With a technical climb. With a technical climb. But again, Amadablan is more appealing to me, even just by the way it looks. And I know this is probably going to sound bad, but Everest, when you see it... We didn't... I don't do... We didn't, we didn't, I think, well, I think, <laughs> I think we, we saw, saw it, it once. We saw it from the Everest viewpoint, and then I think we just saw it before the cloud <laughs> came in on the top of Kalapatar. Which, again, from Everest Base Camp, you can't actually see Everest, which I didn't know. So that's also... Yeah, we did not know. Fact. You couldn't see. We kept saying to our guide, Pemba, shout out to Pemba, he... Um, <laughs> We were like, which one is it? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> we were like, great. We don't, we don't know what we're looking at. It just, it, and it's what, it just looks, I don't know, it just looks like a lump. It's not an attractive mountain. You're not like, wow, oh my God, Amadablum is like gorgeous, like looks like a real mountain. Mm-hmm. Everest just looks like this massive, 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 it's massive lump. It's how people describe me a lot of the time as well. <laughs> yeah, <but> big. <laughs> big so, lump. To answer your question, which we didn't really do, we do want to. We just don't know what or when or how. And obviously, it's a lot of money, so you have to think about it. It's a, few, it's a lot of money You've to got spend. To tra- You've really got Do to train for those things. Do you know anyone who's done it? Yeah, Tenzing. <laughs> Ten- no, but Tenzing. like from who are from... No. Well, there's a few people that we both follow and we've seen them. Yeah. Like actual people who yeah. do this. So there's a lot of people we follow who have done them, but I've never met someone in real life except Tenzing who has actually summited. He was one who recommended a few of them, which isn't Everest, of the other ones. So in answer, we don't know, but yes. Okay. And then just to give people perspective in terms of the hiking and the activities that you're doing per day, what was kind of your average step count for a day? I didn't actually really look at my steps. Do you know what actually, like it shocked me that on the way up, the actual like kilometres you cover aren't, that crazy. When you get up on your phone, she'll let her tell you stuff. Yeah. Just give us a rough, rough estimate. The the way is down. So basically on the way up, you're probably doing like, I reckon about 10, 9, 10, 11 K days. Mm. Of steps or distance? Distance. Yeah, distance, sorry. Yeah, not just steps. Um, but it's the elevation of which you've got to go Yeah, up, so. and it's the evolution. Uh, <coughs> evolution. <laughs> it's the evolution. Evolution. <laughs> um, that's what kills you. But then on the way down, you're doing 20k days because you combine two days up to two days down. So you get down in about three, four days, whereas it takes you about eight to get up. Yeah, the climb. So the ways down are they're longer days, and um, when you're coming down, but again, they feel easier because the majority of it is downhill until the last day, which the whole thing felt uphill. And I thought, please take me now, God. <laughs> I can't do this. Can't do one more step. I mean, yeah, so going up, as Meg said, they vary from like 11K. We had a 7K day. Yeah. 10, 7, 10. But then wait, what were the weights? The 20K. Way down. Yeah. 20, 20 steps. 20 kilometer distance. Do you not have a step cut on that? No, now? it's just on Strava, 19K, 21K. My so, watch died as well. Yeah, so Meg's watch kept dying. My Garmin was a bit off. You'd be able to see steps on your connector. Okay, I'll try and pull. I mean, the step, I don't know, 17. On the, on the days going down, is it, it was at least 
20 to 25 so you're saying steps. Is doing, we didn't really care about steps. Doing, doing Disneyland is, is probably harder. You do, than, yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just try and find. <laughs> you do significantly more. Steps I'm not. Disneyland. More steps. The thing, the thing is. Ben wants the steps. Yeah. I'm going to find the steps. Let yeah, for some find. reason it's not. When did we go? It's not showing. My watch me. is just off on half these days because I just. Um, it, it won't let me click into what my average steps were, Ben. Oh, steps. There you go. So one day that we've done 14K. I did 20,000 steps, which to be fair, I do that sometimes more when I'm yeah. over here. What, what was, um, yeah. so, 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 so you get up at whatever, talk me through like a, what your normal day was when you were doing it then. So you get up at what time, what, what would you be having to eat? When would your next break be? When were you trekking to? What time are you going to bed? Talk, talk me through a day, uh, I don't know, Everest Base Camp or where, one of the days, talk me through them. So we kind of left civilization at Namche. Civilization. Civilization. <laughs> which wasn't You're a Bond villain. When we first when we first got to Namche, we were like, Wow. This is at three thousand four hundred meters. We were like, Oh my god, like there's nothing this is how do people live here? It's incredible. Mm-hmm. We had hot showers there. Okay. We had a hot shower at Namche. Our first tea hut. You leave Namche. Where's this going? Because I've asked you for a day. Yeah, of... but I'm just getting explaining the point is why we had no showers. Move it. So after well, Namche. Yeah, we start again, Luke, this is yeah. my podcast okay. today and I'm the interview. Okay. You're on Parkinson's, red, you're doing a little red book okay. here. This is your okay. only chance okay. to talk about base camp. Come on. Okay, we'll wake up in Ding Boucher. <coughs> we woke up in Ding Boucher. Time. Six? Yeah, you wake up at like six. Six a.m. Alarm would go off at six and we had to be at breakfast for half six. So from six till half six. Pack your bag. Yeah. Make because basically as well the porters want to leave sooner than you do so your big bag has to be packed so you need to get changed wrap up your sleeping bag shove it in your bag get it all in yeah, you carry everything that. you need for the day has to be out you're going to get changed into that if you're lucky you put your Nelgene over your body wash 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 if it was, but if it was too cold which a lot of time it got too cold to Nelgene shower it, it was so cold as in the thermals you slept in you just wear the you next day. You wear the next day. As in yeah. like, we were just like, okay, we'll so just put so pretty much what you top. do at home anyway. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Ew. get your, <laughs> put your socks on, put your shoes on. Breakfast. breakfast which we'd order the night before. Yeah, you ordered Which bread. was interesting because you sometimes feel like a pancake and Tibetan bread. Yeah. And... Apple, apple porridge. porridge. What's Tibetan bread? Because that reminds Fucking me of... delicious. Do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know all the rings ways cracked open that shortbread stuff and leaves? It just no, reminds me of that. No, it was just like um, sweet bread, like the size of... With what? What, what are you having with Tibetan bread? Honey. 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 Or jam. The honey is a lot like frozen a lot of the time though, so you just... Tibetan... So you order it the night before, which is hard because you don't... You wake up and you don't always feel like what you wanted the night before, but you have no choice. You've ordered okay. it. So you were Tibetan so we, bread we got, every day. We got Tibetan bread, pancakes. I was Tibetan bread. I was apple porridge every morning. And sometimes oh, yeah, we used to split. Me. But sometimes it just, it was like... It got it, worse. Why? Like just, paste? No, no, water. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd have, it started off and you're Pussy like, porridge. Yeah. like... Nam shape. Oh, God, yeah, porridge. Yeah, this is, this is lovely. Yeah. And then... Dinbu shape. Oh, it was porridge. just like water. Really? I don't know how to survive that. It's not the most ketogenic environment, is it? No, you couldn't. No, physically impossible to do keto out there because you can't eat the meat. Oh, they have to eat the dogs. As I say you can't eat the meat. <gasps> you should not eat the meat because... And you what? said this to me before you went. Why do people not eat the meat? Undercooked? No, no, because everything that... As soon as you leave Lukla, yeah, everything that is then up the mountain to Everest Base Camp is either taken up by a yak... Yeah. On a yak's uh, back. A human's back. Human's back. 
Or if you're lucky, a There's helicopter. your answer. He's not, they're not putting slabs of bacon straight onto the shoulder. It's no, but it would, it would take days to get it to, <clears throat> like, to get to Gorishep, it took us yeah. seven days. That And stuff got a lot more, like, that's why things, like, are a lot more expensive the further up you go. Like, porters get paid more for the, mm. the amount that, they get paid per kg. So it's like, however heavy they're carrying and the distance yeah. makes it cost more. But you don't really want to be eating meat that has taken eight yeah, days yeah. to get there. Did anyone eat meat in your group or? One of them and he got food poisoning. Did he really? From yeah. yak, he had a yak steak. Oh, was, so and also that was in Namche. And that was like, that was like, down. that was good. Namche was amazing. I say it was more hospitable environment. Is it more what, sorry? Hospitable. Hospitable, is that a word, Carl? We accepting that? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he got food poisoning there and then we were all like, absolutely not. So we'd have breakfast anyway. Me and Meg would sometimes split an apple pancake, which we had yeah. to pay extra for because you get one breakfast included, pay one extra lunch. For what are sort of the costs of foods? It's a very good question because I don't think... We don't, we... Really, we don't really know. <laughs> so I think the apple pancake... Is it that thing with apple pay where it's just, oh, it just comes off? Kind of had, yeah, it had yeah. to be. You're also paying in, in rupees and like 13,000 so like rupees is like 10 pounds. It was confusing, wasn't it? Was it was like 800 for an apple pancake, which is... I know, it's a thousand. Carl, what's a thousand rupees? <laughs> that was our apple pancake. Seven pounds. is about nine quid. No. <gasps> that's expensive. That's wrong. That's not how much an apple but, pancake was. It was like 250. But in Gorishep, I bought a Mars bar, didn't I, for 600 rupees because I was yeah. desperate. What is 600 rupees? So the higher up you got... Six quid. I bought six pound from ours, but and it was a crusty <laughs> thing. It was just, it was like crusty well, like, white. The ones that you got the selection box but at I, Christmas. Yeah, yeah but we're, like, it was just... When the chocolate's gone white, also, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Coke, Coke, Mars, Mars like, bars, you eat Snick that? Yeah. Coke, Mars bars and Snickers Full fat Coke. were like, like lux luxury. Really? But it makes... Yeah. You what don't is the white on a Mars bar, Cal? What is the white on a Mars bar? It's the lack of oxygen. Is no, it? it's not the lack of. It's when oxygen gets into the packet and it oxidises the chocolate. You oh, still eat it, it just doesn't taste as good. Is it oxidisation? I don't know. Lack of oxygen. It's not lack of. Anyway, we sometimes split <laughs> an apple pancake. lack in oxygen. Well, we were lacking in oxygen. It, it's weird. So, yeah, we'd have breakfast and we'd put more money and then we'd have a black coffee or a ginger, lemon and honey tea. Stunning. If you've done Everest Base Camp, you will you will have ginger, lemon and honey tea because you just need it for your throat. And then we start we start the day. We just go we'd go. Backpacks on. Backpacks on. Poles out. We'd all we, you, you bear in mind you go out in your coat, your thermals, your jackets, da da da. Within ten minutes, as soon you're as off. you hit the sun, you're delaying. It's minus five, but it's not. It's, it's like if you so had a bikini, <laughs> you would be in it. But in then the when sun. you stop about you knew about it, didn't Freezing. you? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was really... You're in which, the beating sun as well. And then as soon as you go around a corner and if you're in the shade for one second, you're like, where is my down jacket? Mm. Stop, I need to put my layers on. And then an, aver an average day was... It's hard to say, but five five to six hours. And it depend And I think that would vary depending on your group, your fitness level. Like, I think there were some days when we were on our own, I think we did like three hour, three and a half yeah, hour we days. we were really going fast. But then, but then again, if you did it privately and you didn't go with a big group, you could probably do shorter days. But then again, if you're in a massive group, there's groups that of about 20 people that you're having to stop weight. They must have been doing, people are doing like six, seven, oh, eight hour days. Just to wait groups that many do people. split as well. Like we, we, 
we split Because a lot, a lot of our group did get ill. So obviously people aren't going to be moving at the same pace. Yeah, yeah. They're just not. Like, if, you, if you're ill, like, you're you've Ill. got altitude yeah, sure, sickness. Sure, I'm guessing they're aware that, that people will be moving at different paces mm. as well. And that's why we had three different guides mm. with us. So, like, one would be the front, middle, yeah. and then holding out the back. And, like, that's just how it would work. And then us at the start, we'd then stop, stop for lunch. You'd all meet together and then you'd set off again. So... It's basically, and then you get depends. to the tea hut. You get. And you you just, stop for lunch. Oh, you stop for lunch. You'd have a Sherpa stew. Was that carried by them? No, you'd no. S- there is like little towns and restaurants, like oh, okay. and towns, little like little civil, shacks. Like, yeah, little. You'd stop that for lunch. Yeah, stop there, have lunch, have a tea, refuel, go again, get to your tea house, and you'd probably get there like mid afternoon, two or three, two three. Find your room, unpack all your stuff again, sleeping bag out, roll it out, carry mat, have pillow. a tea, pillow, decide what you want for dinner, and downtime, just, just relax, sit. Sherpa's if you want, stew. Yeah, Sherpa stew. Like a good stew. Mum made a great stew. Sherpa stew. It depended where you were. Where it got, Sometimes it was delicious. <laughs> Sometimes it, which is why we started to get it daily because you like, it's actually, it's really got, good. it's got vegetables in. Oh, it's got a bit of pasta. I was going to say stews, meat in as well. No, no, no. This was like a veggie, veggie stew. stew. And little dumplings sometimes. Little like dumplings. dumplings. We had chips every day. We got chips, chips every day yeah. to share. We were basically carbs. Yeah. There I don't think no... I had any protein for two and a half weeks. Did you lose any weight while you were out there? I did. Uh, well, I did, and then I weighed myself yesterday in the gym, and I apparently ha- hadn't. But <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have lost muscle, though. Really? I am looking at myself, and I'm like, "This is a different person who left," mm. and I, f- I can feel it as well in the gym. I think- so weak. I feel like a bo- like a barbell <laughs> pretzel me. I half. said I said that Honestly. to you though when we were away, didn't I? I <coughs> I kept looking at myself, and I kept saying to Meg, oh "Yeah, there's my no God. mirrors as well. Like I- there's a little face mirror." I could feel that I was losing weight, but I think it's because I eat so much more in the UK. I was eating so much she more. She refused to snack as well. I couldn't Why? snack. She, oh, the she, thought of it. That because I, I was eating, I was eating my little flapjacks and mm. my cookies on the way up. Like I was probably having two a day during in like the five war. minutes. You could eat it in like five minutes. Yeah, and it, and it was down and it was gone. I was like, Lucy, have a snack, and she's like, I, I can't eat a snack. And I'm like, Well, then you're definitely not eating yeah, enough. enough. Mm. Because they were making her feel sick. But I was like, you just need to get them down because... Like, I'd open a flapjack and I'd have to walk with it because it would take me like an hour to get through a flapjack. You know when you just, you can't <laughs> chew it or you don't want to swallow I felt, I don't know what it was. I don't know. If, they just started making me feel really sick. So I really struggled with snacks, which is why I had to that start buying Mars tip. bars. <laughs> yeah, that is a top tip. I would, variety of snacks is important because yeah. we just took the same stuff, We didn't, didn't have we? variety. Flapjacks. Cookies. cookies um protein bars i would just take a load of diff- all your favorite snacks a couple of each yeah. and then you just keep that variety because then you're not mm. going to get bored of them i wish i'd done that because there were some days i was like oh i wish i had this and i could have had yeah. it you just bought it in your chocolate bag, raisins oh my god chocolate raisins would have been trail mix did you, did you do any specific training for it or did you just carry on doing your normal because you didn't really do too much different. i just did a bit of stamps. yeah and that was what i, <laughs> I did Zero. It wasn't helpful. I was, I was, this is, like, this is, to be fair, a mad thing. I think now I can see that, now I'm back. And then probably after a first few days of being there, my whoop for the past two months has been red, yeah, yellow, red, or running up to base camp. Just, I've been definitely overtraining. Probably when I look back was burning out, not getting enough sleep, double sessions a day, waking up at the crack of dawn with the hybrid lot and just 
running loads, training loads, just my body was obviously like, you need to chill. Mm -hmm. I started going into green at base camp. <laughs> I was like, my body was in recovery mode yeah. whilst going up. Lucy's is going down. I was Because Lucy's obviously peak today. performance at yeah. all times when she's at home. I was like, I feel good. Like, I've just woke up in the green for the first time in two yeah. months. Every day we were like, what's your blood oxygen? <laughs> like, I, I was, was feeling good for the first week. Measured. We did, they were measuring our blood oxygen every night. We had to put our finger in a little yeah. thing. They'd measure your blood oxygen, your resting heart rate. And then you had to say like, do you have diarrhea? Do you have vomiting, <laughs> headaches, headaches? Anything wrong. And we were, we were literally okay up until like a few headaches later down the line. Okay. Well, on that note, tell us a poo story then. Because with Lucy Davis, there's always a story about poo. <laughs> so we might as well include it now. So actually, <laughs> You're we, really well. we really lasted the whole... When I say me and Meg were fit and well the whole trip, we were, as in as in the guides were kind of in what shock. Is, what is wrong with you? You can't go anywhere without just shitting somewhere. No, no, but this is very valid. This <laughs> yeah. is very valid. This is the most valid thing you'll ever hear in your life of me shitting myself. But I do need I to say... I can't talking about shitting, so... I do <laughs> need... This is a regular occurrence on the podcast. I do like, need some... Every run, just... every walk, every holiday. No, i never shit on a walk, <laughs> have I? There's not a... I've never shit myself on a walk. I think it's your mission to shit in every country in the <laughs> no. world. Do you know what I mean? No. Not just shit there, shit yourself. I'm, because I'm, whatever I... you go and do, it's... Oh, God. when we go to the marathon, by the way, guaranteed we come back and there'll be a poo story yeah there'll be a poo story oh God. probably let me just out. let me just but I can't like we need a, like a book of poo let me just I mean? have Not a moment poo, it's just you let me just just calm down for one second <laughs> I just need to say me and Megan were really fit and well the whole trek mm. as in the guides were kind of saying oh when are you doing an 8,000 metre peak like you guys will smash it so we're it thinking fuck it let's go let's like go, we were we'll so go. we were fit we were we were hours ahead. We were fit, but bear in mind the whole trip, didn't get the shits, didn't get sick. Which most people threw up most nights. Did most, they? Yeah, most people Why? threw up most nights. We, the altitude again. We I was really shocked. So as obviously there was only three of us on the last day, I said to um, Namgil, our lead guide, "Is it?" Um, because I was like, does this yeah. usually happen? Like, is well, is it, we, it like half the team on here on the last day? And they were like, it's rarer for a full team to finish than it is to to, to not yeah. like he was like this is completely normal and I was like have you ever had people not reach base camp he was like yeah that's also normal like the fact you all made it to base camp is like really a real good. positive yeah. like thumbs up like pat on the back and it's just like because I was like and I was like have you ever had no team like no one finished the last day and he was like yeah we've had yeah, no one finish not, like no they're one. like yes fucking don't have to go back there again <laughs> They are incredible, the guides. We'll go into the guides after the poo story. Anyway, we got, we were, so we've done, we're coming back down. We're doing these back to back 20K days, which we're feeling, we've run that video that I showed you before. We're running to right. get to Namche because we're so excited to get back to civilization. Like they had a matcha latte for Meg waiting. It was just a hot shower. We arrive in Namche and we thought, do you know what? We do not want Sherpa stew this evening. We're going to go and get pizza. And Henry, shout out to Henry, <laughs> said, I found this pizza place and it looks, it was incredible. It looks incredible. We all sit down and have pizza. And we're like, oh my God, we've got like three it's days the left for the trip. Rate, rated restaurant in Namche. Yeah. And we're so, Five stars. and probably the highest but, pizza yeah. place. We just, <laughs> actually it was unreal. The, it was the really only good. pizza place. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But that's not the point. It was really lovely. We all sat down. It was lovely. All got these pizzas. Me and Meg shared like a vegetarian one and a four cheese pizza. Which was I would like to point Lucy's, out the four. My choice was the four cheese, which I pizza. said to her. I was like, 
four cheeses up here, one of them's going to be yak cheese. I just need you to let, yeah. let you know that. Like, they're not going to be, it's not like a blue, a mozzarella. Like, it's not going to be like, so Lucy's like, yeah, just get the four cheese. And I'm thinking, well, we did share them, by the way. But we you did had more share. of that four cheese. And when we, when I, pizzas arrived and I first bit into it and I thought, oh, cheese tastes a bit funny. Didn't care. You were so happy to have a pizza. It was the best moment ever. We po- everyone polished off their pizzas, and then we went back to our tea hut. And I was on Facetime to you. I don't think most people are going. Oh, I'll just eat more of that. Most people are probably no, no, going. But, no, everyone, well, this cheese. I did know the other one because I thought funky. No, no. What we saying funky? What it t- what it tastes like? Just a bit like just not like normal cheese. I had a hint of like goat. Not just just like 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 goat goat cheese. Just something uh, a bit different, a bit off. But everyone, I, I was asking other people, and everyone was like, yeah, the cheese is a bit weird. And I thought, sound, the cheese is weird here, great, fat, continue. Had the pizza, go back to the tea hut. I was FaceTiming you. And I think I was changing the flight. I was sorting something was. I was yeah. changing the flight. It was on the whole for ages, whatever. So I've been stood there, like, near the door, getting Wi-Fi for ages. And then I quickly said goodbye to you, didn't I? Yeah. Really quickly. I was like, I need to go. I literally, the cheese had hit me like nothing has hit me in my life. I was stood there in my down pants and everything. And I was like, I don't trust a fart. I was like, oh my God. No, so I hung up from Ben like drastically. I'm walking down the stairs really slow and relaxed. But Megan was with someone else from our group. So they're walking down together, like really slow and chill. We're just chatting. And I was walking by like, oh my God. Obviously couldn't say anything because Meg is stood there with the other woman. So we go, we're like three floors down and I'm thinking, oh my God. And then she goes into her room and I says, Meg, you need to, you need to, you really need to hurry up and she, open I the door. I just hear this behind me, you need to be going. <laughs> she was like, she's like, you need to hurry up, you need to go. <laughs> and then Meg couldn't get into the door and you know it's that like whole thing. all the keys are messed up. They're like proper lock and keys. But you know the whole thing of like when you know the toilet is right there. You need it more. And I just shit myself. And I said, before you went to the toilet? Yeah, because I knew it was right there. And Megan was like on the floor in hysterics crawling in. And Henry and Mitch's room is right here. And Megan, we were in hysterics. You were like like almost actually crying. I was like in tears because I was like, I've shit myself in my down pants. No, no. but But it was the moment of the yak cheese just went, here I am. And I, I was just on the Meg was like, run the tap. I was like, they're going to hear. I was like, you need to run the tap. Henry was like, shut up. You could so, yeah. hear something. But then after that, I was actually fine. Oh, yeah. So I bet it you was, were. No, because a lot of people you cleared get... cleared your bowels. Yeah, but a lot of people pants. would get food poisoning from that. And I didn't. And that Touch was the only... Did this, so one, did this, this like reminiscing on old times when you were children and Lucy would... I wasn't even a child when I shit myself ski mountaineering. I was like an adult. Full grown adult Full again. Full grown adult. The same that was so much worse. That was worse. That was worse because your ski mountaineering, you actually don't have a lot of kit with you. And I had to throw one of she, my pairs yeah. of knickers away. I need to find that video. I don't know where it is. I feel like it was on my laptop that got stolen. That was an unfortunate uni. situation though with the yak cheese. Because yeah. we've been so... We were well, we were fit and well. Another top tip, if you ever decide to do it, we were taking probiotics, we were taking greens, we were taking gut gummies every single day. hydration sachets. That just lined your stomach, I think, to be a little bit more resilient of some of the stuff that was going in. And also... Because I was absolutely fine. Yeah, we did take... Bowel movements on point. We took altitude sickness tablets, which is key here. We took altitude sickness tablets... 
because we were told to do so by the doctors back in the UK and we didn't get ill. And a lot of other people just didn't take Alshusitna's tablets and then had to start taking them. But we we were never not going to take them. We were always basically going to listen to the doctors. Well, everyone we everyone we've known no. who has done it had said, take your Diamox, take mm-hmm. your altitude sickness tablets. They make such a difference. So you're also meant to start taking them a couple of days before you actually hit altitude. So we had already been starting taking them in Kathmandu. So then when they're, when they're basically like, don't take, don't take them, them, we're like, we're two days in. Yeah, we've, we've already, already started, started taking them. So that's the, I think that's what we, me and, people had nicknames for me and Meg when we were <laughs> on the track because we were really doing it. We were, we just wanted to get to the tea houses. There was no, we were like, it's stunning, but let's get to the tea house. I think the thing, I think we enjoyed the physical, people go and do it for different reasons. And I think we really enjoyed the physical challenge. So mm. like, if there was a big hill, we weren't like taking multiple breaks up the hill. We're like, right, get to the top of the hill. Yourself, and yeah. then, because we, we obviously thrive and like that. Oh yeah, we both into fitness. You're yeah. like pushing yourself. You're the, like redlining. You're going to go test your, yeah, yeah, test yeah. your abilities against one of the biggest mountains you don't in the world. Wanna, yeah. yeah, you don't want to injure yourself and you don't want to do anything stupid but like we want to get up there and it we want it to feel still hard yeah. do you know yeah. everyone's level is different i understand that there's a there's a doctor in america who talks about things like this sometimes and the way he lives his life is almost in reverse so he think about the things that he will and won't be able to do when he's 60 70 years mm-hmm. old so for example that frame that you've set there might be different like in 40 years time for people yeah. who are older because at this point you're like okay in whether it was conscious or subconscious, in 40 years' time, you might not be able to do that. Yeah. And your frame might be, I just want to just do it to walk it and take in things. But now you've got the body to be able to push yourself. It's like, now I want to do this trip and test myself physically rather than just have that mental stimulation of just walking up the hill and taking things in. Yeah. Which we, I, st- we still took everything no, in. No, I'm not though. saying that, but we I'm saying really... sometimes subconscious you'll do that because you know yeah. that you're in a, a fit and able body to be able to go, yeah. I'm going to test myself. I think, I think that is so important as well because people keep... This is such a side note, I'm so sorry. People keep asking me, like, could could I go and do it or could could anyone just go and do it? And genuinely, I do believe that most people can go and do it. With a little bit of training, you will get up that mountain. There's people of all age groups mm-hmm. up there. Like, I remember that there was an old man doing it and we kept, like, seeing him. Like, you'll see the same people on the trek as well because everyone f- goes and the days are practically the same. So whoever's mm-hmm. like at the first tea house with you, you're probably going to see him for the next eight tea mm-hmm. houses. Um, there was an old man that I think we saw most days, so old that was obviously a lot slower, but he's doing it. Like he is mm. getting up to Everest Base Camp. And like there was a guy that we saw with a prosthetic leg. There was yeah. a blind person we saw doing the bl- it. The, I, th- I don't know if you remember that one. The blind person was holding on to like a rope that someone else was holding and he was doing Everest Base Camp and he was blind. And then, so I think, but then also you've got all these porters around you, constantly you've everywhere. Lose my trail of thought. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> who, were, who were going up with up to 120 kilos on their back. Yeah. So if you were ever feeling, this is really hard, you look around and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm actually fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually fine. There's people who are doing this that's harder, that the circumstances are different. And we're here doing it so 
just like Meg's point, anyone, I think most people could. But my, my point was going to be that I think we and we found, we were able to actually enjoy the experience more because the physical side of it didn't completely wipe us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like we could go up, we could like stop, take pictures. Like we could get... Um, our afternoons, we weren't needing to nap all afternoon. We weren't getting ill. Like the actual physical of the days obviously was exhausting, but we could actually enjoy it a little bit. It wasn't like, this is the hardest thing. Every single day wasn't, this is the hardest thing I've ever, ever, ever done. This has completely wiped me. I can't wake up tomorrow and do another day. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can wake up tomorrow and do another day and go and enjoy it. I think like your mm -hmm. level of fitness has an impact on how much you'll enjoy the experience. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing that I was thinking about then when you're saying that, which came to my mind of how I'd paint it as an analogy, is you can either not do anything or you can, like, obviously you two are in a super uh, fit position to be able to climb it, tackle it, smash it, and then have lots left in the tank is, like, going yeah. up. And if you've trained for it, you're, like, going up with a Duracell AAA XL battery yeah. and you've got loads of energy to do it versus going up with a Wilkinson Zone version of a battery and you're draining that every day because you've not got the capacity to be able to deal with it and then recover afterwards yeah. which is always the big thing well we just before i forget we were called the either the steroid sisters yeah and um, yeah. cyborg sisters d-ball davis is back yeah <laughs> what else is they had nicknames for us uh, I think it was just mainly the steroid sisters. Steroid sisters was they were so funny because the way that I, the whole group would just talk about like, yeah, steroid sisters. Did, I, did, just... anyone, did anyone in the group get on your nerves when you were there? Or were you pretty okay with no. it? Oh, what about what about each other? Because living in each other's pocket all the time, apart from baking loaves. I mean, uh, the, the brown loaf situation. I think the hardest thing was when we're when you're hiking. If one of you is feeling rough, the other wasn't. Yeah. We never both felt rough at the same point. There's yeah. moments where I felt horrendous. I think we both. Yeah, Calipatar will touch on that. There were moments where I felt horrendous and Meg's trying to cheer me up and I'm thinking, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I can't even look at you right now. And there are moments where Meg's really struggling and I'm like, oh, how are you feeling? Like, how's, how's your feet? And she's like, Lucy, like, so I think that's really hard because there wasn't a moment, except the last, last day we were both really chesty. Lucy did not talk to me on the last I didn't day. Talk we were, to Meg we were for probably like walking for like six, seven hours. I think for about four of them, Lucy didn't say a word. And I could tell you weren't like it was I, like she obviously wanted to finish so badly. She just wanted to get to the next spot. I could tell that she was dehydrated, her whole body was hurting. It was hot as well because you're lower down. So you're really actually yeah. feeling the heat. I was like, just stop and we'll have a water break. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, just stop. Just like hold up and stop. And then she's like, no, we'll get to the next spot. And then at one point she just <laughs> takes it. Why would you not stop her? Did you see that as a sign of weakness? She just, she, just would, she just wouldn't. Honest, honestly. <sighs> yeah, we, why actually? Good, good question, Ben. So it only happened on the last day. I... I was so dehydrated, like so dehydrated. So I didn't have the energy. Can you answer my question? What was the question? Why would you not stop? Did you see it as a sign? No, I, 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 I've never to wanted to get to look for so much in my life. <clears throat> I My chest pains, so I, like nasally thing I think I, I feel now, mm -hmm. I got on the last day, as in we went up the first hill and I looked at Meg and thought, we've got like 20K to do saying I feel, sh I was angry yeah. at how, bad I felt on the last day considering the whole trip we were so fit and well I think as and well and it just hit me I was so angry that I was like the what, last like, what day is happening? you're kind of like 
it's the last day. It's going to be the easiest day because it's so all going hard. to be downhill. Mm-hmm. And like that last day was probably one of the hardest days. It's like we dropped down and then just went up into we just we walked up for like hours, fifteen k into Luckler. And I think you are actually knackered by that point. Your body is done. And it, again, the same <laughs> bringing up the toilet thing. You know, you see, you, you can see the finish line. Yeah. So your body just like gives up. Almost. My, yeah. my nose was also like there was so much blood. In my nose, wasn't there? Every time I blew my nose, there was blood. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was, I think also bear in mind, I had in my head, I am going to land back in Kathmandu, back in the UK and feel the fittest I've ever felt. I felt horrendous. I still feel horrendous. So it's, I think I was really angry thinking, like I've got a marathon book. You'd given yeah. yourself is, an expectation that yeah, it just not, was not I'm the so, reality. I can't even yeah. see that That's the hardest thing is when expectation doesn't meet reality and that's when you get pissed off at things. How, uh, talking about coming back, how... Meg, we just needed to touch on Kalapatar. We never actually touched on it. Did we? That was the hardest part of the trek. Why? That also as well was probably one of the best parts. And you actually, for for Calipatar, you actually do need a good level of fitness. So if you go and do Everest Base Camp, get fit enough so you can go and do that. Calipatar is a summit and it's 5,600 metres. Was that, is that part, was that supposed to be part of your trek? Yeah. yeah, optional. It's part of most treks, but it is given as an option because it is quite a physical task. But basically, Calipatar is a summit that when you get to the top, you can actually see the face of Everest. So a lot of people, it's either... So it's a viewpoint as well. Yeah, so it's it's either... People either usually do it at sunrise, which we did, or at sunset. Because if the sun sets, the whole face of Everest goes orange, gorgeous. Or if the sun rises, the sun rises behind the mountain. So, like, the views are... Unbelievable! Yeah. It's just something you're going to see probably once if you once. Yeah. yeah, we'll put them on the screen, Cal. Um, but the physical task of that is, it, it you you can't do that unless you've yeah. got a good base level. So every space it's, camp is five thousand three hundred meters. This was five thousand six hundred. So it's three hundred. Doesn't seem like higher. a lot, but it is. Like the, the hundred meter differences as you start going up is. Difference. No, but I'm just saying every 100 metres okay. you could feel it. We had to get up at half three <laughs> in the morning, so pitch black, and this was the worst night's sleep we had at Gorishep. Yeah. Well, not explain why, but it was the worst night's sleep we ever had at Gorishep. Lucy why? actually was... I, where I went crazy. I was a fucking psycho bitch because... Why? Lucy went just can't... Me up. We were also sleeping above the toilets, and it was... Gorishep is the highest village that people actually live at in the world. Yeah. So 5,000 metres... You're in Gorishep. We get up at half three. I could not wait to get out of that room. I was so happy to get up at half three because we were that night's sleep was awful. Why? I will have to touch it at a different point. I can't. Why can't you touch it? I can't, can't. We can't. were basically above these toilets. We were, and, and when I say Whoa. our rooms looked like they were just they were the toilets. It was stairs. like paper mache. Yeah, rooms. it was like it's like stairs literally made out of Brick. plywood. We were outside, like well, yeah. no, no, our, like up to our rooms, it was literally plywood, really thin walls. Everyone at this point is ill. Like, all you can hear all night is people throwing up, diarrhoea. It's like... (laughs) It's freezing cold. It is like freezing, freezing, freezing cold up there. And it was just like... The walls are thin. You know, you can hear everything. It's like Lucy could not sleep. I'd managed to get to sleep and then Lucy is kicking up a fuss because she can't sleep because of the noises and I was like wrapping t-shirts around my head like I 
I knew we were up at half three to do yeah. this really hard thing. And I was internally but frustrated I know, I get, that I couldn't you get in the bed, sleep. Just like, would you can't sleep when you're in a bed at home? You, yeah. get, you, no, get, you was... get really get flustered and just like... Me and Meg were also sharing a bed at this point and oh, it yeah. was just, we were in a double yeah. bed. The, the toilets were so bad in Gorishep that me and Meg weed outside. I, we went outside from to earlier go to the than Gorishep, I refused to use the toilets in a lot of the places because I was like, it feels cleaner to go behind a rock yeah. outside. I think also for women, it is different. If you're oh, a yeah, guy, yeah. you, you stood up. up anywhere. If you're a woman who has to crouch into a hole on frozen piss, on frozen piss, it's slippy. Yeah. If yeah. you slip, you you're slipping. You don't want to slip on that yellow ice. Do you? It was so honestly, like honestly, the smell. Just uh, we're, we're we're crouched that, near that, the that near smell it. is probably ninety percent of the male toilets in the UK. Yeah, but but we were crouching. Cra- we crouch. So you've got your buff you on. And you, I've done that before. And my feet I've, crouched, kept I've probably done a toilet just to experience what it's like to be a woman. No, in those imagine lower on in the ground, and if you slip. On the piss, you just got, so this so is me why you do all the squat holes in the gym. Yeah, this yeah. is why. That all that training. Anyway, that's all training. For we the get person. up at half three. There was four of us who did it. I don't think I don't Tashi. think and Tashi, okay. who's our guide. You set off, and it took us head torches on, pitch black, freezing cold, free, free, freezing cold, freezing cold, big gloves. We're going up. We're going up. We're going up. We're going up. It took us two and a half hours to move. One, one, point one point something k. k. Why? Because it was like this, steep, and it was rocky, and it was pitch black, and you have to take your time. And then we got to where we thought the summit was, and it wasn't. And then we could see the summit the whole day before. They were like, "That's Calipatar," and I was thinking, "Oh, fine, I'll get up and do that." And then I remember being like halfway up to where I thought was the top, and I said to Tashi, "I was like, Are we halfway," and he went, "We're not even." A, he was like, "We're not even a quarter," and I was like. Yeah. I can I can see the outline. He was like, "That isn't the top," and I was like, "What, what do you mean that isn't the top?" He was like, "We can't even see the top," and I yeah. was like, <laughs> "So then it, like, the, the sun the sun starts to come up a bit, and me and Meg start are then panicking, thinking this is the reason we got up for sunrise to see at the top yeah. of Calipatar, and we had like fifty meters, fifty meters. We could see the summit. I couldn't. We use don't my know legs. what happened. Like. We were like, step, take 10 breaths. You were then step. going up there. I, like, she's, because well, I Meg, said, Meg's going, the sun's rising. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> it was like, like two fucking vampires like, trying to get out of the You know the video Not where running, Meg's, though. You know where Not, Meg's pouring up the, yeah. the 360 footage? Oh, my that God. That is, I couldn't breathe. Every Meg single breathe. step that I went up, my... It felt like, you know, when you're about to do, like the only way I can put it is when you are in the gym and you're doing something and, you, and you're squatting, you just, you start. Yeah. yeah. That is what it felt like, but just my own body weight, every step trying to push up on every single step. And I thought, I'm going to miss this bloody sunrise. Yeah. And I've been trying to get up this mountain for two and a half hours and I'm about to miss it because I'm 20 meters from the top is what I thought. But, and I thought we, we did. Because I can't move my legs. We got to the top. I'll show you a picture of Megan. Did you have any dates? Don't show the picture of Megan. <laughs> the picture of Megan. I, I was almost in tears at this point. <laughs> this is the other thing as well. If you do Calipatar, put feet warmers in it. I don't think we should show Did you have any picture. dangerous moments where you thought, like, this is risky or dangerous or not? It's not that bad. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
Why do you think I you're was a gangster? So, I was so cold. My toes were so cold that it actually got to the point where I couldn't really... I, once I saw the sunrise, I was then like, get me down. Because mm-hmm. I need to start moving because you're obviously up there and you just stood around and it is so cold. Please don't. Um, <laughs> That's a picture from mum and dad. I was literally oh. so cold that I would say... If I wish I had feet foot warmers in there because I would have enjoyed yeah. it so much more. But after I'd, once you'd seen the sunrise, I was literally like, "Get me down, down. get Good. me down." Yeah, you get Meg, me down. Meg was like I was, really nearly in tears. That like, Lucy, we need to leave. So we left. Yeah, I was Tashi, Mitch, and I don't Henry. Know why I we felt so emotional. I was literally just like, at, and then Not we have a group picture, yeah. and I was thinking, no. Get me down this mountain. If one of you makes me say for one more group picture, I'm about to burst into tears. So that, Lucy loves a group picture at any point. So that was the God. that was the three hour hike we had that morning. We yeah. then had six hours hiking Continue. to the next. But we went back place. down. We had breakfast because you back down by half seven. So you have breakfast. You pack up your bag, and then it's like a normal day. Yeah. But that normal that was hard because we were so fatigued from mm-hmm. Kalapatar. But it was the best thing we did on the trip. Was there any, did you have any danger moments where you thought like this is actually risky or dangerous or was it was everything pretty safe? I mean, walking over to Everest Base Camp is very rocky. It's, it's I think like Lord it's, of the Rings. It's, 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 it's all safe. safe. Though. The yeah. things that scared me, not for us because thank God we were well, but some of the illness that illnesses that people were picking up, the from our group as well I got really scared for them because I was like whoa like people are getting really like not just ill like ill ill and that was scary Mm. as in because helicoptered off to go to hospital for for through altitude sickness through they won't mind us speaking basically there was there was a couple and we were nicknamed the steroid sisters and they were nicknamed the vikings from Denmark gorgeous couple amazing um he basically he got food poisoning, didn't he, from that yak steak? Mm. And then was ill for a few days after that, obviously being ill. Then developed a really bad cough. Then it, altitude sickness, wasn't sleeping at night. Just Probably got a nightmare, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was honestly, really unwell. He, the, he, and like, they, they honestly, when we say Vikings, like, they were not giving up. Like, the they, yeah. they, they were, they were, they, were they wanted to finish, like, it was only the last day that they actually got a helicopter back to Luckler and he got he went straight to hospital. He had ended up with fluid on his lungs, swelling in his brain. Like he was not he wasn't well. Mm. And I think for him to even get a helicopter down was like a big it was like a big decision. And it's yeah. like you and I think we I was sat there thinking, God, you it just doesn't look well and it's and yeah. it's scary to see people in that. Did he come and join back way. again? Yeah, like once he got all like his we, we medication. Then, obviously, we were walking, so we met anyone who helicoptered yeah. were waiting for us in Luckler, wherever they went, three days before, okay. two days before, one, one day before. That'd be annoying that I didn't, we I'd, just I'd missed that much, I paid that much and missed that much of a trip. because mm. of, He only missed a day. Yeah, he really. missed a day. So that's what I mean. But, but even just to be that ill for the other part as well, it would kind yeah. of take yeah. away from it a little bit. Yeah. That's why I think we're so thankful. Yeah. As I in, think everyone's experience is so different. Yeah. <laughs> like... It was a life-changing experience, though. Well, there's a little thing I was going to ask you was the shock of coming back from such a vastly different place, mm. culturally, society, poverty, the surroundings. How have you found it integrating back into normal life? We haven't actually spoke about this because me and Meg don't live together, but I really struggled. I've cried every single day since I've been home. 
Um, I also had it <laughs> not in even ca- laughing at that. Yeah. Well, it's not not that new. Yeah. To be honest, you do cry a lot. No, I do. Anyway. I cry a lot, but I is in when the first couple of days I got back, I could not stop crying. The fact that I was just warm and I had a warm house, mm-hmm. and I have no worries in the world. As in, my, I have no worries. I don't. I shouldn't have worries if I do. They're irrelevant. Yeah. And my, it hit me really hard because I've never been to that side of the world before because Meg has. And I kept asking Meg questions when we're there. Like, I can't, my brain can't process Even what like I'm seeing. Even like the traffic in Kathmandu, when like, we arrived, Lucy couldn't get over the roads. And I was thinking, what are you I freaking out about? Yeah, I couldn't. But, and then I remember that she'd never, she's never seen it. Yeah, or, yeah. But I'm obviously referring to how people live in the Himalayas. Yeah. And they're so happy. And they, that's life. And then, what, so but I there's really no struggled. comparison there, though, for the people. And this is where, like, why a lot of people say comparison is the thief of joy because mm. you've got something else to soundboard that from to compare mm. it to, where they've got nothing else to compare it from. So why would they not be happy? Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's hard to see because of how like sleeping conditions, the food, like how cold it was. The the porters is a big thing for how me and Meg feel, where they're carrying hundreds of kilos up. The mountain in and they sliders. get in sliders and they get don't really get paid any like it's very very minimal what they get paid yeah. and the manpower it takes to do that like the physical god the physical graft yeah. of that job you but can't I'm, I'm, fathom I'm, it imagine the only thing i imagine with that is, is imagine the 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 satisfaction you get from doing that job all the time because I think in western culture we have such like an easy life sometimes that mm. the job satisfaction isn't as high and the only other thing that sometimes I think about because I know that you've spoke about it quite a lot is people like to sometimes tell other people how to live or how they should live if they've only known that way of living how do we know that their level of happiness and satisfaction isn't even higher than it is in western culture and a yeah. lot of times in the world the west like to try and tell other cultures how to live just because we live that way and we believe it's more advanced and it's more techno- technologically advanced as well but who's to say that their level of happiness isn't higher than what we experience here i think they are happier i think yeah i, I think but that i don't think that's what i'm referring to i'm just thinking i think i think they how, are and it's a yeah. simpler way of life but there is certain things when it's like when you see the little kids and they're in like really dirty clothes mm-hmm. and stuff but again it's like because the clothes are having to be washed in a river which isn't probably going to wash the clothes to the same extent a washing machine is yeah we then view that conversation yeah then. that we then view that as oh my god like they've not even got clean clothes and like, yeah. like everything like that but it's yeah it, it's hard it's hard to like make the comparison because yeah to them they're, they're probably warm but it's like yeah they still would probably appreciate some cleaner warmer clothes to like live slightly better and i don't think those people like they, they still feel the cold yeah and they could they would want to be warmer because why else do they want heaters on in the evening yeah. why are, why is it when you get to a tea house Everyone. the fire is put on the in the middle and it's all the sherpas that are sat around the fire like yeah. the like the elements of living up there in that place are harsh. So it's like people, no matter whether you go up there as a Western climber or you live up there, it is hard. It is, it has got to be physically harder to live up there in that way than it is me living in Manchester, for example. Mm-hmm. So like things definitely could be made better for yeah, so them. they're like the basic needs of yeah, warm, basic hot, needs. cold yeah. food, yeah. drink, yeah, yeah, clean. Yeah. But yeah. I also meant in terms of the reason I've been crying so much is because I've, I, I realise I complain about trivial things. Like, oh, I've, lo- I've lost, I've lost my iPhone charger. 
Fucking God forbid. Who cares? Like, who cares? I lo- who cares? That's what I. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. I've a, lo- a lovely microphone. Like I've got a lovely laptop. It's more if I complain about something. Oh, like the Wi-Fi's off. Mm-hmm. So what? The Wi-Fi's off. That's where I think I've, I've had a bit of a brain shift. Of, Gives you downwards gratitude, which is a big Yeah, and I don't use. need to complain about <clears throat> anything. And if I do, I should quite frankly keep it to myself and move on with it because they were so happy. That is my point. They're so happy and they have so little. Whereas we we complain about very trivial things that shouldn't really be complaining about is I think why I was so upset in terms of how it's changed me as a person, if that makes sense they as seem, well. They seem, just from obviously what I've seen and heard, like very strong individuals are as well. and Very resilient. If you, I've heard this quite a lot of times. If you were to try and make a strong, capable human being, you'd put them through hard times because they're mm-hmm. then well-weathered to be able to deal with other situations where I think a lot of people especially in England the UK, don't ever have to deal with anything hard in life, maybe until they have to they get in debt or they pay their first bill or they yeah. lose a loved one and they're not really prepared to deal with with these things that are coming at them in life versus people who are in, in those sort of situations, which is why I've said a lot of the time, I think pain is an ally to a lot of people and just building character. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they seem like obviously very thankful people because they've they've been through those situations and been through those the, tough times The as respect well. that they have for like western climbers as well is unbelievable mm-hmm. like obviously the, those mountains the himalayas drive through a lot of money and a lot of tourism up through all those little towns like i'm i'm probably wrong maybe in saying this but i don't but i don't know but i don't think a lot of those little villages would exist no, they if they weren't on the path route to the base camp and i don't think they'd have a lot of the things they do if if yeah, it wasn't part of the the trekking routes. Like I think a lot of those places do exist purely mm-hmm. off like the tourism mm-hmm. that um, the mountains yeah. create for them. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, they? So they are they are so they are so giving and respectful to like us. Like even even in a way that it's like we'll be like, oh no, I'll, I'll grab that. They're like, no, 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 no. Like that that they they will not let you lift a finger. Yeah. Like any of it. And it's just like, well, no, I I can I can do it. But they are just like. You are here, like we we are going to mm. look after you. Like, don't you like lift a finger type of thing? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just the respect is like <laughs> unbelievable. And was <laughs> one day we were staying in Rivendell, which Rivendell. is based, Rivendell, which was actually based off. Um, it was named after Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That's crazy. It the, looks um, like Rivendell. Like you walked through, and it was literally like being in a scene of Lord of the Rings. But wow, I, I said to, Yeah, I said to the woman, I was like, oh my God, because it had a little plaque and it said, um, Rivendale is a place um, for elves in Lord of the Rings and it explained all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I can't actually believe that yeah. it is actually named after the Lord yeah. of the Rings. And she's like, yeah, I've got an American friend who gave me the, gave the, na- like, the idea of the name. And I was like, no way. But we were in Unreal. Rivendell and this is how caring the people are. Meg had a like a flapjack rubbish or something and she asked she was like oh do you have a bin and the bin Meg just hadn't seen it it was just behind Meg and like you literally like Meg was like carrying the rubbish like no 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 because then Meg saw the bin she's like no no it's fine I can see I can see it they they just they're like holding my hands hands in the bin I was like no I can do it it's like I just didn't see it they were just and then they realised it was my birthday they're like oh when are you leaving when are you leaving because I think they would have made a cake because they did it the night before and 
unbelievable people. Final question, apart from the obvious being me, what did you both miss most? What what did we we asked it each other this question when we were there? I know, and I said central heating. Meg says central heating, <laughs> but that's probably not my real. Lucy said the pampers. No, I think I said a clean <laughs> bottle of water, didn't I? Did you? Because there was a bottle of water incident. That's you, that's we had a bottle of water incident. I, I I I did miss just like going to sleep and being warm. Mm. That was that was like it, the yeah. because as well the thing is you go, obviously you miss. You miss your friends, your family, like you, mm-hmm. you, you, miss, you miss... Without a doubt, yeah. yeah the, the, if we the take, others. like, you, like all you guys out away from it, um, you're there for three weeks max and you choose to go and do this experience. So you don't really... I didn't really miss much. It made me appreciate the mm-hmm. stuff I have back home, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like... And I was joking when we were all asking, I'm like, I miss central heating and, like, all this stuff, but... I didn't miss it enough that it was like painstaking. It was like I wanted to be there and I wanted to. I think we started to miss kind of a bit more normal food. Yeah. yeah. The food, we yeah. all we all started showing pictures of like food places we've eaten <laughs> in the tea huts. And I think, yeah, you start to kind of miss, I guess, like more like normal I think like the, stru- the structure of just like daily life back home towards the end I was just like I was I was like oh my god I can't wait to get back to the gym this is and why I we changed our lives to, like just go and yet eat a normal meal and just be in my bed mm-hmm. like when the trek was coming to an end it was like yeah I want those things back like can't wait to get home to normal for normal life to resume kind of thing but yeah and the the Meg bought a bottle of water from somewhere. I don't know what was in it. Some little wiggly worm thing. Mm. And then all of us then we couldn't stop checking our water, water from there on out because you buy the bottled water, but some of it... It's not real. It's not it, actual bottled water. It's filtered water yeah. that then they put into the bottles and then they... It's got a seal on it, but it's yeah. just like a melted seal yeah. on top. So it is filtered water, but like some of the bottles you were getting, you were like, Where especially near from? the top, you were like, mm. yeah, well, hobos been sipping on that before me. Yeah, something, yeah. Something, something floating in that. Like yeah. had like a, some, there's something, in it and then from then she tried her life straw, and the life straw the life wouldn't straw work. Didn't work. But it was fine. It was fine. I didn't get it's fine. Ill. So fine. There was. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't get ill off that. I don't know how I'd not get ill off that. Stomach of steel. Yeah. Some well, I'm very proud of both of you for uh, the achievements and trekking up there and getting through it. I think you both smashed it. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for the day and sharing all the ins and outs and the very sensitive stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm boring, you lose. No, no, I just, I feel, I've been tired. Yeah. <laughs> I've been tired since I've been now. back. Yeah, it does. It, it is, yeah, it was. It was a life changing experience. If anyone does get the opportunity to do it, I would say. Definitely go and try and do it. It's weird that when we were there, we we're like, oh, ne- do it with elite. Never again. Elite yeah, amazing. do it with elite. But when yeah. we were there, we we're like, we'll never do it again. We couldn't do that. And then we're home. We're like, oh, you when miss are we it going so much back? more. Really I feel like it. it's like childbirth. You know, yeah. like people are like, oh my God, you had to have another baby, mm. but it's the worst thing they've ever had to like do. It yeah. feels like you're doing it. Yeah. And you're just like, and then you'd forget and I'd go back next week and yeah. do it. Do you know what I mean? It's because I said that to you, didn't I? When I was there, I was like, I would, I wouldn't really do this again. And I'm thinking, okay, when are we doing the eight thousand meter yeah. peak? Yeah, it's really strange. Um, but yeah, I do miss I it a lot. I miss the. I miss just, it was just so beautiful. <laughs> it was honestly, wasn't it? That's yeah. actually something we didn't even say it. It That's was, why when I said to you when you're showing beautiful. me photos and videos, it probably just doesn't do it justice. But the, it's, <laughs> it's just scale. stunning. Mm. 
the scale. I keep saying that to people and I was like, now it's not the final question. I'm sorry, I'm going on. But um, the scale of everything is unreal. And like you can take a picture and yeah, it looks like a mountain, but you can't, when you're stood in front of it, you're like, oh my God, like it is mm. the, the, the whole, everything you can see, the, the how vast it is and how huge everything is. Like I remember, I can't remember who I was speaking to. It was I think it was maybe Emma and I was saying that when you look at like the mountains like when you look where Everest is and you look where like Nupsi is and like I was like they they obviously these 8,000 meter peaks are the biggest thing in the world do you know what I mean they are they are the biggest thing we have on this planet and I was stood there and I was mm. like that is the big they are the biggest thing on the planet mm-hmm. that is the biggest thing my eyes has, have, have, have ever, ever seen, seen. Mm. it's like so hard to like see that and then and it sounds really stupid and like but it is it's like you you, you can't yeah we couldn't you can't really describe it because you imagine snowden's a thousand meters snowden's big eight of those eight we were the high like that's what everest is yeah we were at five thousand so we were on top of five snowden's that's how high we were family weren't we carl it was huge yeah i think comparable right yeah yeah so thousand meters took us whole 15 minutes (laughs) but then it's like even the Alps, max, you've got 4,000 metres. It's we like were, even at can't... base camp to look up to an 8,000 metre peak. So you're at 5,000 metres. That is three, three Snowdens from yeah. just where you are. Well, so that scale is even... Crazy, yeah. I think when you give analogies like... and measure points, that's, it's crazy. Just to finish off then, quick one. What is the number one lesson that you're taking away from the experience? One. Don't Stop me... complaining. Stop complaining. Um, not that I also not that I complain loads, but just even trivial does. things. And I actually don't. But just even some really small things. Let's not let's not do that. Let's not complain. Just go and see more of the world. Go and see it. Because if you don't go and do it, you'll never you'll never get off your backside and go and mm-hmm. do it. And those are the most amazing things to go and see. Nice. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. This week, if you can com- completely. If you can continue to leave reviews in the podcast, that'd be great. If you've got any questions for Lucy and Meg, please drop them in the YouTube comment box. Make sure to hit the notification bell for future episodes and please leave more and more reviews. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.